This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Have a listen to this. Have a listen to this. Interest rates are higher. I know people don't like that, but you should be welcoming a stronger economy. Maybe a deal has a point about the machinery of capitalism being oiled with the blood of the workers. The United States is a country that has always paid all of its bills. Lannister always pays his debts. Don't let the bastards get you. Hello and welcome to Comedian vs. Economist for the final time for 2023. And my apologies if we didn't uh, announce that sooner. But this is the last one. Sorry if that's disappointing. Um, we demystify the world of money and help you get a handle on the bigger picture. My name's Adam and we're joined, as always, for the final time this year by my little older brother and real-life economist, Thomas. Hi, Thomas. Yeah, g'day, Adam. How you doing? And that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm happy if this is the last show. That's all good with me. <laughs> Some people will be disappointed, Thomas, to, to find out this is the last one. And we should have announced that sooner. And if we had any, like... Um, any ounce of forethought on this show, we would have remembered last week this, that this week was the final one. But uh, so sorry for the just to, just to whack it on you like that. It's, it's that's that's high finance. That's, oh yeah, <laughs> fast-paced, crazy world we live in. Uh, massive show coming up as always, Thomas. The world is in such a state now that even the business of driving around truckloads of money isn't sustainable. <laughs> <laughs> rental scams are on the rise as some short-term rentals turn out to be nothing but thin air BNBs. Mm. And boy, am I glad the Boxing Day sales are just around the corner as reports come out that the Black Friday sales are bogus. But first, Thomas, inflation is finally behind us and we can all celebrate Christmas. What a wonderful way to finish the year. <laughs> it is. Yeah, we've got some good inflation data uh, this month, for the monthly, monthly data for October, came in a bit softer uh, than we were expecting. Came in at 4.9%, down from 56 We did it. Yeah, yeah, it's a win. <laughs> Michelle Bullock's really taken charge. <laughs> I reckon. This is the RBA. Yeah. I wonder if that's being said around the RBA in those in, in, in the <laughs> inner circles, the water cooler conversations. How good's Michelle going? Yeah. She smashed it. <laughs> Can we held on to Phil too long? All that sort of gear. Yeah. So, so what's the story? Well, good news, really. I mean, just it's just sort of softening. It's all, and it seems consistent. Like all of your um, your partial indicators of inflation are softening as well. So you got like the NAB NAB surveys, of final prices, the Melbourne Institute inflation gauge. They're all coming off fairly quickly. Just looking, yeah. So that's sort of a good news story. But and probably the real story is that the goods there's sort of goods disinflation happening. Uh, Justin Faber at Macquarie Bank had an interesting chart looking at uh, Chinese export prices um, and Australian goods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure that got the pundit in to look at that chart. What a ripper. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> even did it in green green and red for Christmas colours. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. But what he's saying is that, that Chinese export prices tend to line up with goods inflation in Australia, which kind of makes sense because it's like global goods prices. Uh, and that and they're coming off pretty quickly. And they're actually they're deflating quite quickly, actually, sort of like negative three percent for Chinese export prices. So yeah, that that should continue leading to goods disinflation in Australia. Um, so yeah, so really the question is, it's it's still homegrown, which is what Michelle Bullock was saying a little while ago, saying it's now it's inflation's only in services. So all the all the supply bottlenecks have sort of worked through the system. Goods prices are coming off. And yeah, we just got to wait for services to follow. So yeah, hairdressers and dentists and all the things that she highlighted a couple of weeks ago. Right. So we've we've seen disinflation. Will we see any uninflation in the new year? No, no. That and that's and that's because that uninflation isn't a thing. <laughs> not not a not a term. We got disinflation, which is when inflation is lower but still positive, and then you have deflation, which is when it's negative. Uninflation. Right. Not a thing. <laughs> so, if you've learned anything this year on CBE, <laughs> well, what is in store for the new year then? Well, I mean, it's interesting. Like Stephen Wu at CBA was saying, like, just if you back out the numbers, and yeah, like even like with some pretty ordinary, like just average estimates for November and December, we should get monthly inflation down to a three point something by the end of the year. Okay. Oh, by the end, by the end of this year or next year? By the end, by the end of this year. So that's that's coming on pretty quickly. Oh. Yeah, and that you know, so that puts us within spitting distance of the RBA's inflation target of two to three percent. And maybe Michelle Bullock might just go, you know, what we're so close. Why don't we just raise our target? <laughs> just smash it. Yeah. We'll just go two and a half to three and a half. Mm, yeah. Bold. Feels feels good. <laughs> Be a legacy. Yeah. What'd you do when you were a governor? Well, I raised the target. <laughs> Oh, impressive. Uh, right, so so that's good news for the new year. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, it's still it's still like it's it, it, we're seesawing a bit. So you remember like the RBA hiked um, at the last meeting on the back of a surprisingly strong September quarter result. Um, so now we've got a you know now we've got a couple of months of of softish data. It's not you, you the RBA wouldn't be hanging their hat on that. It's probably enough to mean that there's no rate hikes in December, but probably want a few more months before you're like, yep, yeah, this is this is definitely the direction. So we're still in kind of a phase where sentiment seesawing a bit, like we're a bit panicked about it, then now we're relaxed about it. Um, but so we need a few more months and then then that'll that'll settle down. Uh, I've got nothing else. I've got no more questions on inflation. Uh, now that we've covered off uninflation, I think <laughs> it's probably wrapped a nice Christmas bow around that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right, Thomas. Turns out Armagard's in trouble. What's what's George Clooney and the Ocean's Eleven up to now? Are they, <laughs> has anyone seen them? Is this Ocean's? Yeah. What are we up to? Fifteen? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Their Christmas special. Yeah, no. Armagard's in, Armagard's <laughs> in a bit of trouble. They've just gone to the government saying they need a cash injection of one hundred and ninety million over three years. <laughs> Armagard need a cash injection. Yeah, <laughs> we built some really big trucks. <laughs> we need we need some cash to put in them. Yeah, so it's it's kind of it's kind of funny. So so Armagard took over Prosegur, you know the Spanish um, Prosegur, Prosegur. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah, the Spanish Spanish. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm a, a fluent French accent. Prosegur, the Spanish actually. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, same same. <laughs> Mi casa su casa. <laughs> Oh, wow, I wonder, can we, can we insult anyone else this year? What about the Finns? 
they finished. Oh, amazing. Uh, see? Oh, ending the year hot. It's a shame we're going on a break. <laughs> I know, right? I'm, I'm just, I'm going out with a bang. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. So they, so they took over Prosegur in June. It's like five months ago, and the the ACCC said, "Yep, yeah, we'll give that one the tick," even though it gave Armagard a ninety percent market share of 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 the cash delivery business of market. A monopoly on the money. Yeah, monopoly. Yeah, but if I've learned anything playing monopoly, it's that having all the cash was a good thing. Mm, yeah, but they still couldn't make it work. So right. yeah, even with that ninety percent share, they're they're saying they're go- they're going they're going bust, going bankrupt. Part, partly it's because that they they'd made some promises to HCC that they weren't going to uh, increase prices for existing customers for three years, and then no more than CPI plus seven point five percent after that. So they're now saying that those that was a bit of a mistake. They made that promise, and then that's like, oh, actually, we can't deliver on that profitably that kind of happened in the building sector as well didn't it with um kind mm. of builders going look you know we'll build this house for you it'll cost you this much yeah. and then things just went yeah skyrocketed yeah, yeah. and like they, they got into trouble so they did the same thing they're like we can drive your money around for this much money. yeah yeah and, and what they're saying is that they haven't they were expecting a rebound in cash like it all went digital in covid and then they're expecting usage to bounce back, but it's actually dropped quite sharply in Australia. So, interesting that. So, like in 2010, 62% of transactions were cash. Pre COVID, it was 27%. By the end of 2020, it was down to 22%, 18% in 2021. And then this year, it dropped another 5% to 13% of all transactions. So it's really dropping off a cliff and, mu- and much faster than the rest of the world. Possibly the most optimistic bet in the world, though, to say that cash was going to rebound. Yeah, um, like once businesses went like, we're just not going to accept cash anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I remember this guy coming up to me at the surf club when I was working in the bar at the surf club and we stopped accepting cash through COVID. It was only, only card, pay wave, whatever. And the guy was like, Oh man, I can't wait till COVID's finished and we can get back to cash. I'm like, <laughs> this, <laughs> I hate to break it to you, like, and I'm not in control. I'm the, the, the decision maker around here, but I'm pretty sure that we're never ever going back to cash, and most businesses would be the same if they don't need to. Yeah, right. And and more on the consumer side, I reckon. Like once you've once you've adjusted your behaviour and you've got the convenience of PayWave and all of that, like. Why would you go back? Yeah, it's, it's surprising to me that they didn't see that coming. Yeah, I mean, it has been like 18 to 13% is a pretty big, you know, that's as as big a fall as we saw with, with COVID in 2022 for no real new reason other than I think just adoption just works like that. Yeah, that's what I wonder. Like, if, is this just a bit of a shakedown of the government? Like, they knew this was where it was at. They bought out their rivals so that there's only one and then you go to the government. Oh, actually need 190 million or you guys are going to look stupid yeah so where does the government sit in this then are they are they like over a barrel because people need cash still mm. like I, I think you know one of Armagard's core sort of functions is it is it drives cash out to remote centers and it drives it drives cash everywhere it needs to go and as much as we're moved towards cashless mm. there's still a need for cash to exist well the story i love is that, that to get money to broom they put a they put a truck on a plane and fly the plane to broom <laughs> And do that every week. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, well, I don't know why they don't have a truck in Broome. Is it an armoured plane? Uh, mm, I don't know. Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe that's why. So if they shoot down the plane, 
<laughs> can't get into the truck. <laughs> you should put it in the black box that's oh, on the yeah. plane. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, the government's got to maintain it. Like, it, it, it's sort of on them. And then the bank, the banks, it's interesting because the banks have now gone to the ACCC and said, we need to get together and talk about this. So, like, the ACCC says, you guys aren't allowed to get together and talk business um, officially because that's collusion and we don't like that. But so the banks are going, we need to get together and talk about this because our cash provider is going bankrupt and we might not be able to stock the ATMs in time for Christmas. They're in sort of panic meetings to sort of sort that out. Right. So why doesn't it go? Did the government used to provide this cash ferrying service? Yeah, yeah, it was the RBA's responsibility twenty years ago right. or something. Yeah, and then we privatized it. Yeah, privatized it. Yeah, and now the private companies going to the government saying we need some money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great work, everyone, everyone involved. Yeah, I think what a what a terrific outcome. <laughs> Uh, uh, speaking of terrific outcomes, Thomas, uh, you've had a, a bit of success with your poetry. The first email went out this week with the first edition of your uh, your poetry for the year. Mm, um, poetry journey, yeah, thanks. But don't worry, if you haven't got on board yet, there is still time to get on for Christmas. Head to www.libraryof.love and check that out. In fact, why not check that out while we take a short break and we'll be back with more Comedian versus Economist right after this. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back. You're on Comedian versus Economist. It is our final show for the year, so uh, we do want to say thank you very much for tuning in uh, and sending all your messages and emails. We do love hearing from you. In fact, Scott sent us an email, said, love the pod. Uh, question I'm hoping you guys can address RE inflation. Why is no one talking about the effects of both energy prices and fuel prices on inflation? Thomas, why is this story being buried? <laughs> Why are we not talking about it? Uh, yeah, I've wanted to talk about it. You don't hear it a lot. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I've wanted to talk about it. You haven't wanted to talk about it. <laughs> no. No, yeah. it's, it's not a very – it's not sexy enough, I think, is the general, the general thing. And it's captured anyway, isn't it? It's a, little, it's a little bit complex. Like we talked about this maybe a year ago, like the way the energy market works and the way that wholesale prices translate into retail prices and the government controls that. Yeah, so it's, it's not – it's not super clear. It also doesn't because ex- it's the CPI, like inflation is the CPI, which is the consumer price index. So it's looking at retail prices. And what he's sort of talking about here is the way wholesale energy prices feed through into businesses, which then forces, yeah. pushes their costs up, which then pushes their prices up. So that's not directly captured by the CPI, only 
in, like when energy prices go up and then the price of aluminium goes up, then that pushes the price of ladders up. You only see it at the ladder level once it gets into a, something that's actually in the basket of goods. Oh, uh, okay, right. Not, not in the production prices. Right. Yeah. So that's sort of, yeah, why it's sort of not so directly there. And the retail prices move with a lag because they're controlled by the government. So once wholesale prices adjust, then it takes a, quite a while and it's sort of like the government smooths out that, that adjustment. So interestingly, though, uh, wholesale prices have come off quite a way in recent months. That's what Scott suggested. He said if, if we curb the price increase of these two things, being yeah. energy and fuel, mm. uh, that, that'll bring down inflation. Yeah, yeah, no, that definitely will, definitely will. Yeah, but it'll take a while before it shows up in retail prices because the government's got to make that adjustment. So energy prices should be, I don't know if they'll come down, but they won't go up as much next year in 2024. Right. Oh, very good. So, yeah, good good news story for inflation. Good news. Well, there you go, Scott. Good news. Uh, thank you for your email. Uh, you can send us an email if you like, cve at equitymates.com uh, or via Facebook and Instagram at CVE Podcast. All right, Thomas, Melbourne police are warning about a scam targeting vulnerable renters. What's this one? Yeah, there's a bit of a scam reported in Melbourne where a, mm. a couple signed a lease on a rental property uh, mm. found that said that from someone who seemed like a quote normal guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> turns out though, it just, it, I think when I'm looking for my next rental, I'm looking more so for the real estate license more than <laughs> the traits of a normal guy. But sure, anyway. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I think I think it was like it was on Facebook. It wasn't sort of like in the normal channels. The guy, the story was this guy was going. The normal guy was going to go work in the mines and needed to pass a lease on to someone. Mm. So yeah, these people, a couple, signed the lease, handed over three thousand dollars, and then had a bit of a quote oh shit moment, yep. and realized it wasn't. Uh, it was an actually actually an Airbnb that the guy had no ownership over. Um, was just oh, was wow. just staying so he- in the staying in the Airbnb and showing people around. <laughs> the owners of the Airbnb, though, they were stoked because every time they checked in on him, it was so tidy. It was like <laughs> they're like, "This guy's the best." I'm definitely going to give him a five star review. Every, yeah. like every time he's been in our place, it's been spotless. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, right. So he 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 shortlisted out on Airbnb and then yeah. just. Put it up for for rent. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Knowing that with with the tight rental market, he's going to get a flood of inquiries. And and I guess this is, oh, we should we should be clear. This is not the fault of the pe- person who who got scammed. Um, no. Well, there was another guy too, so they're in good company. Oh, so this same guy scammed two people on different occasions on the same weekend. Oh, the same weekend. Yeah, yeah. He's like, sorry, I got to wrap this up. I got someone coming. <laughs> I got another scam at one <laughs> thirty. Oh right! Oh, that's that's yeah. Wow. yeah. No, but it's a, what happens in these, you know. Yeah, it's, um, in a desperate scams, scams prey on these desperate, desperate people um, trying to get rentals. Yeah, yeah. It was the same thing with shipping containers during COVID. Mm. There's like massive shortage of shipping containers, so then people set up scam sales oh. on Facebook and things. Yeah, for shipping containers, renting out a tiny home on Airbnb <laughs> and then offering it as a shipping container. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can fill this with heaps of stuff. <laughs> Put it on a boat. It looks a lot like it's been already made into a tiny home, though. No, no, no. It's just a shipping. You take all this furniture out. It's still a shipping container. Don't you worry. 
Yeah. So what's the lesson? What's the lesson here then? Oh, I think I think it's just a sign of the times of just how desperate the rental market is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, one be careful, but also like just knowing that it, it is still super tight. Mm. Average rents for houses in Melbourne are up eighteen percent. Uh, units are up thirteen percent. Like those are massive numbers. Like rents never grow like that normally, um, but they've been growing like that for yeah for for quite a while now. So it's yeah, it's desperate times, and and it doesn't look like it's getting better anytime soon either. So right. So even in the new year, when you know we talked about inflation maybe coming down, um, rates rates might stabilize. Maybe they come down, but we're saying rentals are still going to keep going up. Yeah, yeah. Can't can't see any way that they won't really like short of like a massive surge in unemployment or something. Just because the supply demand dem- dynamics are so out of out of whack. Yeah, right. And supply and new supply is actually collapsing, like. Because builders are going bust and tiny homes are being used as shipping containers. There's <laughs> <laughs> people in them. Gotta go. Yeah, yeah. So the, the 2023 is actually looking like a pretty soft year for construction, new construction levels, which is exactly what you don't want. 2024, you mean? No, this year. Like once we oh, wrap, right. finish off the calendar year, look at the numbers, and then 2024 is not looking much better. So supply, the supply response is weak. At a time when it's you know should be oversized, but it's it's coming in on un- it's under average. So what do we do then? We could, well, we need to do something. Like we need we need action. We, like it's all well and good. We just sit around and go, oh yeah, well rental market's going to get tighter from being already tight. Ah, uh, but th- yeah, but this is the thing, right? Like we've been talking about it. Like the whole time I've been a professional economist, we've been talking about the housing shortage and what to do about it. And it's no one no one can do anything about it. Like. Like like population growth is set at the federal level through the immigration program, supply is set at the state level and council level. They're out of whack. You can't you can't really do anything. And so you have this thing. Everyone complains about it, and then the government throws a bit of money at it with first homeowner grants and stuff like that. But it's just a perennial problem. It's it's busted. The system's busted. Right. We need a new system. Mm. Maybe we just need to make housing uncool somehow, so that people are like, oh, what you still live in a house. <laughs> Like how how passe? Like if if like if if we on mass move to the forest, yeah, and just Back like take up residence, yeah, call it paleo housing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now we're talking. See, we just this is the kind of out of the box thinking that it's gonna that's what's gonna take to get us out of this crisis. <laughs> All right, Thomas. Turns out ninety eight percent ninety eight percent of Black Friday sales. Are actually mm. bullshit. Yes. What's yeah. going on? Tell me it ain't so. No. I bought yeah. new headphones. All right. Yeah. No. You probably got. You probably got ripped off. Well, nah. sort of. You. I mean, you probably. No. You probably paid fair price. I think is sort of the. Yeah, that's a win. Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like it's interesting. So Black Friday's built up. It's the busiest shopping day of the year in the US. It's quickly going that way here. Solomon Liu from Premier Investments. They have like. Just Jeans and Peter Alexander Smiggle, he reckons he had the biggest Black Friday trading on record just gone. So, yeah, it's taking off in Australia too. But really, it does seem like a bit of a hype about nothing. I mean, if there's one thing that people need in a cost of living crisis, it's things from Smiggle. I don't know. I don't even know what Smiggle does. Smiggle take things that um, you can buy at uh, Kmart or anywhere else for $3 and they sell them for $25. There's oh, all kids, kids water bottles, kids backpacks, kids... Whatever, it's, uh-huh. it's junk. 
Um, well, it's no better than the other stuff. Really, little kids, like my kids used to love going to Smiggle, get a Smiggle gift voucher, go there oh, and okay. buy a water bottle, which was identical to the one you get at Kmart for oh, okay. $2. All oh, right, right. There you um, go. So I love, I loved it when they lost that one. That was always, yeah, nothing like seeing your $25 overpriced water bottle getting left oh, on the train. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they want Frank Green water bottles now, which are like eighty dollars a water bottle. Oh wow! I'm like, oh god, this is fashion in the water bottle industry. It's like I haven't I haven't spent any time thinking about it because when I heard it was eighty dollars for a water <laughs> bottle, I immediately tuned out and was like, mm. "You're not getting them." It's not a water desalination plant, is it? For eighty dollars. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they get the water bottle and then they can just walk down to the beach, fill it up with water, yeah. and they've got drinking water all day. Smart. Um, so no, back to the Black Friday sales though. Yeah, so it's so it's it's sort of it's sold as like like the Boxing Day sales, like grab yourself a bargain, everything's on special. But so just doesn't seem to be true. So witch.co.uk, which is like the choice of England, like right. Look at, looks at these. <laughs> As in the, the equivalent of choice in Australia in England, it's yeah. not the choice of England. <laughs> <laughs> which.co.uk, the choice of England. <laughs> right, which.co.uk. Yeah. So, they, so they studied it. So they, they looked at 213 products that were on sale on Black Friday in 2021 and they looked at them for a year before and a year after mm. and found that for 98% of the products they looked at, they were no more cheaper on Black Friday than they were the rest of the year. Yeah, wow. The ninety-eight percent of the products were cheaper at some point at other times of the year. Oh, at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I noticed Amazon because I was looking around on Amazon during the Black Friday sales, and mm-hmm. I noticed Amazon have like a little thing on their site now, which obviously is just meant to try and get you to buy more. But it says like this price is cheaper than the last. 60 days or something the cheapest oh, okay. price in the last 60 days so right, yeah. right, you can yeah. at least i guess you can factor that into your into your planning um yeah. i've long believed there's actually nothing there's actually no such thing as a sale that's, that's oh, yeah. my kind of mm. i don't think sales exist i think the only thing that happens is old stock is gotten rid of after a certain period when it's no longer it's no longer trendy cool whatever it's or it's technology that's now slightly older tech like a tv like i I love my tvs and there's no such thing as a tv sale really there's just new tvs coming out and then they want to get rid of old tvs so you get a tv it's on sale it's typically like an older tv yeah yeah jb hi-fi have a tv sale once a week yeah right right so even just buying on the weekend you'll save a bit like RRP is just it's insane. No one ever pays RRP for anything, to the point that I don't really understand why we have RRPs. <laughs> like if you go to the manufacturer's yeah. website and you want to buy it from there, they've got some ludicrous price. You're just like, why would I buy it here? I'll just go to a retailer and buy it because somehow they can do it cheaper than the people that make the product. Right. Yeah, which is an agreement that the retailers have with the wholesaler. So, like, I'll stock your product so long as you don't undercut me, right? Like, that'll be there'll be an, a contract agreement for that. Yeah, right. Yeah, and yet people are queuing up all night to get in and buy this stuff. 
It's just weird. I don't So is anyone is anyone policing this sort of thing? Like is anyone kind of going, look, look, you can't call it a sale. It's been it's been this price for nine months of the year. I don't think so. Like I think there is some I think you can get done if you say it's thirty percent off and it's not thirty percent off. Mm. If, you, if someone if somehow someone can prove that. But then they're saying like one of the sales in this in this witch study was a Toshiba TV on sale for two hundred and seventy nine dollars hundred so pounds, 279 pounds, 100 pounds off, but found that it had only been 379 pounds for three days yeah, right. in a month before Black Friday. So, they, so that's, they're, they're meeting the letter of the law. At some point it was 379, it is then 100 pounds off. Not 100 pounds off for Black Friday, just 100 pounds off where it was a month ago. But that's meeting the letter of the law. So eh, maybe get a bit of negative publicity here, but like who's paying attention? So... Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, hopefully that's rolled up my mate Ollie, who's a retail manager um, and <laughs> likes to try and convince me that sales are a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, Ollie. <laughs> uh, yeah. very see good. you on Boxing uh, Day. See you on Boxing Day. <laughs> uh, hey, that's it. That's it for us for the year. Uh, before we go, I want to give a shout out to the whole Equity Mates team for their support this year uh, and every year. Uh, we couldn't do CBE without them um, in no particular alphabetical order. Thanks to Alec, Alf, Bryce, Emily, Sasha, Simon and Sophie. And hey, if you are looking for a perfect gift for Christmas, then don't forget the two books available from Equity Mates: Get Started Investing and Don't Stress, Just Invest, the perfect gifts for those in your life who want to get on top of their money in 2024. Uh, and before we go, we, of course, could not be here without you, the listener, your support. Uh, a huge, huge, huge thank you to all of our CBE listeners out there. Um, constantly flattering and surprising that you keep tuning into our little show. Uh, love getting your questions, comments. Sorry if we didn't get to yours. Um, but, yeah, keep them coming in. Keep listening. Um, we really do appreciate it. Uh, and wherever you are in the world, um, whether you celebrate Christmas or not, it's been another hectic year. So we hope you get some time to wind down over the festive season, spend some time with people that make you happy uh, and just uh, chill out for a while. That's certainly what we're going to do. So uh, that's it for us for 2023. We look forward to speaking to you again in 2024. From my little older brother, Thomas, and me, Adam, it is bye for now. Comedian vs. Economist is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Comedian vs. Economist are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Comedian vs Economist acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.